0: Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi Scheme of Podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. This week's battle is Kia Best Weapon. Yeah. With me as always is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us tonight?
1: Well, tonight we've got with us Alan.
2: I am fully down with the chicks with the big naturals. Greg
3: Trahan. This Geek Fight has been fully declassified.
1: And Chuck
4: Farrell. idle ho
1: <coughs> So this is how we do this. We have 32 weapons of all kinds. We have real-world weapons and uh, fictional weapons. We set them up in tournament-style brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. We pit one against the other, put it to a vote, winner moves on to the next round where it starts all over again until uh, one is crowned the winner. Now, as always, you determine with any criteria you want, uh, any any logic you use to support your choice—that's uh, what we call geek logic. It's the heart of every geek fight.
0: All right, with that, we're going to jump right into the fights. Alan, this first one is yours, and it's fictional versus real world. It's Darth Vader's lightsaber versus a 50-caliber sniper rifle. A sniper rifle.
2: Hmm. I, I'm going with Darth Vader's lightsaber. Um, only for this reason, I ran into a friend of mine who. Um, was a sergeant and stationed out in iraq and he was a sniper and i was surprised that he he did not have the 50 cal as his sniper rifle he had the uh whatever the fucking actual rifle the normal rifle he carried around not a 50 cal so if he's not going with it i'm not going with it darth vader's lightsaber
0: vader's saber mike
1: uh yeah i will i will second that um you know, this is not just any lightsaber. This is specifically Darth Vader's lightsaber. I think uh, an, an iconic weapon for an iconic character. We got iconic out of the way early here. Mm-hmm. Uh, would uh, would definitely be just a generic weapon of any kind, really.
0: Another vote for Vader saber, Greg.
3: Well, I'm going to have to go with the Barrett 50 caliber sniper rifle, simply because I'm basing a lot of my logic tonight on. Who is using it? If it was one person, you know, equal level, I'm pretty sure a sniper rifle, I don't care. If if you don't have the force, you're not going to be able to hear or feel that thing coming until
4: it hits you. I'll vote
0: vote for the sniper
4: rifle. Chuck? Uh, Yeah, that's one of the problems with this matchup is who's using it. You know, if we got Gomer Pyle using Darth Vader's lightsaber uh, against someone with just a gun, they're going to kill him, um, but I choose to uh, kind of go to grab Mike went and believe Darth Vader is wielding the lightsaber who would be able to block bullets, so uh, I'm going with Vader. In a
2: couple of months, Gomer
4: Pyle can actually be in the military.
2: Shazam! <laughs> <Sure laughs> little do not don't ask, do don't uh, humor-free.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, vote for Vader saber. And, um, I will, I, you know what, I'm going to go with the sniper rifle. Uh, Vader's kind of a pussy, and he's overconfident, and, you know, you shoot him from behind, he may not see it coming. So I'm going to go with the sniper rifle, but Vader saber moves on, and we're on to our next fight. Mike, you know why I put you this in this spot. This one is yours. It is Green Lantern, a uh, Green Lantern Ring versus uh, the Auger from the Resistance video games
1: um well i uh have no idea what the auger from the resistance video games is so uh on on that alone uh i would go with the green lantern ring but uh, also uh, in the right hands it is the most powerful weapon in the universe um in my hands i don't know if it would be but since i certainly don't know what an auger is i'm not going to uh pick that so green lantern ring
0: uh vote for green lantern's ring
3: greg This is a tough one for me. I don't know, because I'm a huge Green Lantern fan, but I put the auger on this list. Basically, the premise behind the auger is it's a rifle that you can fire through any object, and the more objects it goes through, the more powerful the blast is. So, plus the auger, the blast is yellow. So, just on that logic alone, I'm going to go with the
4: auger.
0: A Vote for the auger. Cut.
4: Um Hmm. Those are actually some pretty good points, but um, post Golden Age, Green Lantern isn't really affected by yellow as much, and um, I just got to go with the ring. I mean, it's just much more powerful.
0: A vote for Green Lantern's ring. Um, Green Lantern's ring has what? two limitations. Well, technically three because eventually it does lose its charge. But the other two is your imagination and your will. You can do whatever you want with it. Literally whatever you want. It's one of the most powerful weapons in the fictional
2: universe. I've got to go with Green Lantern Ring. Alan? What's kind of funny is I know what big comic book bookers you guys are. And uh, at the Rubidoux swap beat, Damon, I don't know if I tried to ring up Mike, too, where I found a score of used comic books and bought comic books for the first time in, like, uh, fuck, 30 years, 40, 30 years or so. Um, but way back when, and this guy had a lot of comic books that were kind of 70s-ish, but when I w- for some bizarre reason, when I was a little kid, my favorite comic book was Green Lantern and Green Arrow. And I literally haven't seen one since I was a kid, and I have no idea why. Like, I could even name one thing. One reason why I like the comic book, but it was the comic book I was buying weekly. And I don't know even know what Augur is, ver- despite being like a drill bit. So I'm going with Green Lantern for the Green Lantern, Green Arrow comic book.
0: Uh, vote for the Green Lantern ring. And uh, for comic book readers, that makes a whole lot of sense why you are the way
2: you are, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have to get the dirt on that. Yeah, <laughs> Is it a totally shitty comic book? Oh no, it's a great comic book. There's actually a
0: part where Green Arrow's uh, sidekick ho- gets hooked on heroin and he beats the shit
2: out of him. So, <laughs> oh, right on. So it's like, you know what, that kind of fits into Alan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that part of that era, but I'm going to have to go back and check that out.
0: Uh, but we are on to our next fight. Greg, this one is yours. It is the weapon of all weapons, the king of the world, the AK-47, versus a horror movie shotgun.
3: Now, so here's, Now, horror movie shotgun, is that just any old shotgun? Like, that, that's what, what confuses me. Um, but seeing as I, everybody in a horror movie usually dies anyways, and the AK-47 is the world's most mass-produced assault rifle, and it's a reason that that it's the way it is. I'm going to go with the
4: AK-47.
0: Uh, vote for the AK-47.
4: Chuck? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go for the AK-47, too, just because it's highly probable that the AK-47 is responsible for more deaths in reality than a shotgun is in the horror movies, even the fictional body count. So I'm going for AK-47.
0: And AK-47 gets another vote? Um, Yeah. If you, odds are, on this planet, if you have been shot, you have been shot by an AK-47. That is how many of them there are, and that is how often they are used. So I've I've got to vote for AK-47.
2: Alan? I'm boycotting the AK-47 because every every Democrat, uh, liberal, anti-gun person on the planet is like, AK-47, it's an assault rifle. Well, there are full auto versions of it. But it's every gang dipshit in the world thinks if they have if if they have this AK-47, even if they've, they've never shot in their life, think that they're some kind of deadly idiot. It's a, to me, it's a jackass gun. I know they're all loose, they can get dirty, and they were better in NOM and all that shit. and They're still going, and they're punched out of flat steel and all that stuff. But I love the horror movie shotgun, and actually, the last gun that I bought was an exposed hammer. Uh, double-barrel coach gun. You know, the coach gu- gun style. And the reason why I bought it was because of Mad Max <laughs> and Road Warrior. In every movie where there's a shotgun, it seems to be an exposed hammer double-barrel shotgun. So I'm good. It's a cooler gun. Fuck you guys for being idiots. <laughs> oh, vote for the shotgun. Mike?
1: Yeah, I'm going to throw some love to the shotgun also, uh, mostly because I just saw the movie... Hobo with shotgun, nice. and if it was uh, Hobo with an AK-47, it would probably not have been as much fun. That movie would have been called Homo with an AK-47. <laughs> you know, I think they did make that movie. <sighs>
2: it was also filled, uh, filmed in, uh, in in the west side of uh, Hollywood there.
1: <laughs>
2: but AK-47
0: takes the win. And we are on to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. It is Indiana Jones' Whip versus the Throwing Star.
4: Uh, okay, this is, again, all about who's wielding the weapon. And if Indiana Jones is wielding the whip, is uh, there's certain parameters you've got to understand about Indiana Jones. He's kind of like Batman, you know. He always wins. He ha- you know, he's falling, he's about to die, throws the whip up, psh, you know, he could do anything with it. Uh, because he's always going to win at the end of the movie, so you got to go with the whip.
0: Uh, vote for the whip. Um, when we made this list up, and and Mike and I were talking, we talked about Indiana Jones' whip, and then we realized, what the fuck is he walking around with a whip for? He's an archaeologist. He has absolutely no need for it. It makes no sense when you actually look at the movies. It doesn't, it doesn't serve a purpose other than occasionally get letting him whip onto something and swing across. You can't even beat anybody up with it. You can, like, hit people from afar, but if they shoot you or run at you with a knife, you are done. So I've, I've got to go with the throwing stars because uh, Kenny took one in the eye. That was hilarious. Oh, wait, no, that was Butters. That was Butters <laughs> that took one in the eye. And that was a hilarious episode.
2: So I had to go with throwing stars. Alan? Yeah, Indiana Jones is swing on something with the whip because he's a total leather homo. Not that that's bad. Not that that's bad. <laughs> but, it, but when he gets attacked by the, um, the, the peaceful, um, the, the guy from the Religion of Peace, you know, they had the big sword. Did he use the whip? No. He pulled, his, uh, he pulled his revolver out and fucking blasted him with the revolver. Now, throwing stars, how many people on, on the show right now in metal shop in high school totally cut out throwing stars with all their friends, were throwing them at everything? It's the, it's the it's the thing everyone here, I guarantee you guys have all done it. I've done it. I'm surprised I don't have any in my hand right now. Vote. Throwing stars. I'll vote for throwing stars. Mike? Uh,
1: I will, I think I'm going to go with Indiana Jones. Uh, I I was no! going to go with throwing stars, but, you know, Chuck broke out the Indiana Jones wins logic, and that's that's a pretty strong one to fight.
0: That is, that is some hardcore logic. It is all tied up. It comes We're down still to still
3: you, long. Greg. <laughs> oh, putting me in a tough spot. Uh, for the record, I didn't make throwing stars, but tried my best to make a Batarang, which is later in the list, so I'll have to wait for that. Here's my deal with throwing stars. Once you throw it, it's gone. And unless you have a bunch on you, you know, they're gone. So you the thing with which... I don't know, I don't know if I can afford that much metal, but one whip, you got it. Then again, Indiana Jones with a whip, it's kind of fetishy. I'm going to go with the throwing stars on this one.
0: Woo! And throwing stars take the win. We are on to our next fight. Hey, it's me! It's Mjolnir, also known as Thor's Hammer, versus a Batleth. Um, yeah, Batleths are cool. And I know there's another one on the list, so I've got to go with Thor's hammer because it's Thor's fucking hammer, the god of thunder, and that thing is badass. So I'm gonna go Thor's hammer, Alan. Uh,
2: the thing that actually makes me want to get—I'm not—I haven't seen the new Thor movie. I heard it's great. A friend of mine, actually. Hey, a little shout out to Ken Banks from Ken's Tools, Felting Tools out there, who actually Woo! worked on the new Thor movie. Um, uh, but the picture of you and Mike with Captain America—you with? Who, who, were you picking up the sword, and Mike was picking up the hammer, or was it the other way around?
0: I was picking up Cap Shield, and Mike was trying to pick up Thor's hammer.
2: Yeah, that makes me want to to vote for that, but I, I have to go with—I'm a Trek fan. The Bat it's the shittiest weapon in the world, and like in every every like episode of Star Trek where they're trying to use it, it looks all awkward and it doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, to me, it's just a little bit cooler, despite you guys being in the photo with the uh, with Thor's hammer. So I got to I got to go with the batleth
1: A vote for the Batleth. Mike. I will uh, I will vote for Thor's hammer. I actually forgot about that picture, and uh, now that you reminded me, uh, yeah, that actually was pretty cool. Um, Plus, I do well. I have, I have several batleths, but they're all t- small ones for action figures. I do have a full-size Mjolnir, so I will vote for
3: Thor's hammer.
0: A uh, vote for Thor's hammer, Greg. Sure.
3: The thing is. Let's be honest here. Who among us can actually pick up Thor's hammer? If it was if it was real, we would not be able to. I know I wouldn't. I'm definitely not righteous enough to do
1: up. I, I am off. worthy. <laughs> I am worthy. In my mind, I, in my heart, <laughs> I am
3: worthy. I got well, the get, handle get off you.
1: in the picture. <laughs>
3: I know I sure as hell can't do it. Um, so, if this was a real fight and there's somebody coming at me and there's Milanor and a Batlet, I'm not even going to bother trying to lift up the hammer because I know it's not going to happen. I'm going to go with the Batlet.
0: Uh, vote oh. for the Batlet. It is all tied up and it comes down to you, Chuck.
4: Okay, now we got one really powerful weapon, but it's still just one weapon, alright? You got the Batlet. Which is wielded by an entire race of aliens. So an entire race of aliens versus one weapon. I'm going with the Batleth.
0: A vote for the Batleth? And That's the right. Batleth moves on. We are on to our next fo- fight. Alan, this one is yours. It is a flamethrower
2: <laughs> versus Megatron. Uh, I'm not going to mention Megatron. But the single most fucked up weapon... In, to me, in the history of warfare, um, even more fucked up than in World War One, when they had those tanks that were on the front of those tanks was like a big cylinder with just huge, huge chains, and it would just spin around. And the people would just drive through the the uh, the uh, the battle lines. The flamethrower is a fucked up weapon. Is that is that out of the G- Geneva Convention now? Those are illegal now, right?
3: No, they. got one. They're
2: good. Oh, they are still. Oh my God. Yeah, I yeah. just remember. I just remember watching uh, Korean War, and a lot of people that have watched Korean War movies think they're actually World War II, but there's a lot of Korean War movies out there where uh, John Wayne would be like, hey, fuck, you know, fuck up that pillbox, and the news would break out the flamethrowers, throwers, and oh my god, I'd rather be shot, stabbed, nuclear-fied, um, but hit with a flamethrower, oh, that's just fucked up, so I've got to go with the flamethrower.
0: I'll vote for the flamethrower.
1: Mike? Uh, I will also vote for the flamethrower because Megatron is a villain and I wouldn't want a weapon that I knew (laughs) would turn on me.
0: I'll vote for the flamethrower. Greg!
3: Um, Well, while the flamethrower is still technically not illegal by Geneva standards, it's not very used at all, if at all, by today's, you know, army. But the thing is, Megatron is such a bad ass. But He is a sentient being, and that doesn't make him a weapon in my mind. So a
4: flamethrower it is.
0: Another vote for flamethrowers. Chuck? Uh,
4: Well, Megatron is a weapon. He transforms immediately into a weapon. Um, And also, did a flamethrower ever almost single-handedly take over the world with Abdul Fakazi, king of kings and president for life of Karbamia? I think not. Megatron. A vote for megatron
0: and uh yeah the my one of my great the, the one way i've always said i never wanted to die was burning alive or burning to death like that that is horrible and horrible. even if and even if it what's even worse is if you survive it like it's bad if you die from it but if you survive it you don't ever like recover from it it's always always with you so i've got to go flamethrower that's a fucked up weapon <laughs> and flamethrower moves on we are on to our next fight mike this one is yours it's the m2 browning machine gun versus the glaive from crawl
1: um i don't know a lot about the m2 browning machine gun um and i i i really love the movie crawl but I know it's a horrible movie and I haven't watched it since I was a kid. and I don't plan to because I loved it, but because I do know it was a horrible movie and I don't really think that was a particularly great weapon. I will vote for the one that I don't know, which is the uh, machine gun.
0: i vote for the M2 Browning. Uh, Greg.
3: All right. So here's my thought. I've not even seen curl. So, um, the M2 Browning machine gun has been around since World War Two, and it's still being used. Um, that thing—it's a champ. It's tried, true. Everything. thought can be done to it. It's been done to it. It's—it's it's definitely a, a weapon among weapons. So the
4: M2.
0: A vote for the M2, Chuck.
4: Um, I'm going with the glaive just because it's pretty much this big spinning uh, blade where you essentially kind of use the force on it, you just kind of spin it around to attack whoever you want, and it's from a great um, uh, fantasy movie, when it was kind of hard-pressed to have cool fantasy movies back in the day, that movie was pretty cool, and plus it had James Horner doing the soundtrack right after he did Wrath of Khan, so it was very similar. So Wrath of Khan-style music with a spinning, force-driven blade, I gotta go with the Glaive. A uh, vote for the
0: Glaive. I, too, will be voting for the Glaive, because that movie is awesome today, Mike. Yep. Go ahead and watch it. Absolutely. Of course, it's awesome for completely different reasons, so you probably shouldn't. But I will be voting for the Glaive, although the M2 Browning machine gun kind of did win World War II. But that's
2: beside the point. I'm going with the Glaive. It's all tied up. It comes down to you there, Alan. Oh, man. I'm, I'm totally... Okay, I got a question for Greg. Um, was the Browning, I'm not familiar, I'm just not familiar with it. I know the officers, World War II officers, carried the Thompsons, the only reason why I know that is because I, I want to buy one, but I'm in California, and they have all those stupid gun laws. I can't buy a semi-auto mm-hmm. Thompson here in California. What, yeah, wh- who was using, yeah, it's it's bullshit. What, uh, what, um, who carried the Browning? Was it, was it a World War II weapon?
3: Oh, it, it was definitely a World War II weapon, and it was carried by American forces, so, 50 caliber machine gun still oh. used. I've fired one. Okay, it's a 50 cal.
2: Man, yep. Oh. I have to Do go the with the right glaive. Thing. I have to. I have to go with the glaive oh, right. because it's like, okay, that was a, okay. One more question. That was a 50 cal. that was not. It was not hand carried, though, right?
3: No, it is tripod mounted.
2: Okay. Okay. Four, now four. I gotta. I that is, fuck. Man, if it was a Thompson, I'd be all over it. I, I'm, I have to go with the Glaive. I have to go with the Glaive. Ah. <laughs> and the Glaive
0: runs around the room, kills the M2 Browning, and comes right back to our hands. And the Glaive moves on to into the next round. On to our next fight. It's our first unknown fight of the, 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 the episode. We don't know what the one, oh, the other thing is. Greg, this fight is yours. It is the GAU-8 Avenger, also known as the A-10 Warthog, versus Jared's pick. The Lurpa. <laughs> Go ahead, Greg.
3: Uh, oh. This is such a tough fight because I put the, the Avenger on here, and I'm such a fan of, of Star Trek. I'm such a, a Trekkie, and just that scene's so iconic, and Star Trek Online, my character carries the Lerpa all the time. Uh, but the Avenger, the thing about the Avenger it was a gun first, and there was a plane second. They built the plane around the gun. That's how big this thing is. This thing is just flying death. I, no Lerpa could withstand it. So I'm going to have to go with the Air Avenger.
4: A uh, vote for the Avenger. Chuck. Um, i got to go with the Lerpa, not only in Star Trek, but also when it was used in Futurama during the Ritual of Kapla. <laughs> a vote for the Lurpa.
0: Ah, uh, a vehicle built around an awesome weapon, and it is an awesome vehicle versus a Star Trek weapon. I will, I will, I will, um, I will be voting. Oh, I'm going to vote for the Avenger. I'm going to vote for the Avenger,
2: Alan. Okay, one more question for Greg. Hey, hey, the A10. War- that is not Puff the Magic Dragon, right? <laughs> no. Oh, you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. No, oh, that was. That was on a helicopter, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Man, man, I'm a total Brian Suits fan from Darkseeker Place. Throwing him a shout out. I, would, I, I just cannot fucking picture the word. I, I cannot picture the fucking warthog. This is the, the thing. Is fucked. Is I'm such a huge Uh-oh. Trek fan. You know what? Hey, fuck it. I the bat left. I went. I let the bat left go through already. Trek's already in there. I'm going with the with the fucking uh, warthog for all my brothers in arms. Shout out to Brian Seuss from Dark Secret Place and all my uh, all my friends in the in the armed forces there. So I'm going with the warthog. Uh, vote for the warthog and Mike.
1: Yeah, is it tied up? I would have said it was. Oh. Um well then I will vote for the Lerpa.
4: That's right.
1: A vote for the Lurpa,
0: but the Avenger is moving on. Oh. I'm sorry, Jared. I'm going to say I'm sorry, Jared, because almost every ra- every time round one, Jared's pick goes down. Even when he's on the show. Even when he's on the show. Like, it's it's amazing. <laughs> but the Avenger is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Speaking of Avengers, we've got one coming up. It is Captain America Shield versus the Lawgiver <laughs> MK
4: two from Judge Dredd. Chuck, that one is yours. Um. Well, first of all, Captain America is great, and the, my only exposure to Judge Dredd was the movie, which was terrible. So I'm going with Captain America. A vote
0: for Captain America Shield. That movie is amazing. I watched it today. It was uh, I, I watched it with my dad. It was his first time seeing 3D. It was a great movie. The shield is great in it, but I've got to vote for the Lawgiver, because the Lawgiver is a badass motherfucking gun that uh, reacts to your fingerprint. Uh, I am the law. Voice command. All that shit. I, it's a great gun, so I've got to go with the Lawgiver. Plus, it's a gun. The shield is cool. You can hit somebody in the head with it. You can probably even throw it hard enough to take somebody's head off, but you can't just blow somebody's head off with it, so
2: i got to go Lawgiver. Alan? Uh, you, you know, your shield, yeah, like you're saying, like, as far as offensive weapon, um, yeah, you can go down, like, hills in the snow on it, you could bounce off stuff and to hit people, but yeah, the lawgiver, even, you know what, the, the only thing I remember of the Sylvester Stallone Judge Shred movie is the gun, and it was so impressive that his clone, when his clone or twin brother, or whatever, the, or his brother, or whoever the fuck the guy was, could pick it up, it was like, oh, wow, I can't believe he picks it up um yeah lawgiver it lawgiver is a cool way i hate to say it but it but it is a weapon where the other one is a shield so
0: a vote for the lawgiver mike
1: in the hands of captain america the shield is a weapon and uh and in the hands of judge dread the lawgiver is also a weapon so in a fight between the two of them my money's still on captain america
0: a vote for Captain America's shield. It is all tied up and coming down to you, Greg.
3: Hmm. Let's see. This is my second time of the the show. Damn. Uh, I put the the lawgiver on here, but, you know, I just saw Captain America. Loved it. It was such a great movie. Um, You know, the thing is, if you shoot the lawgiver at at the shield, I don't think that it's going to be able to stop it. I mean, that's vibranium. It's, it's, it's tough. It's it's good, but the Lawgiver is still a weapon. I'm pretty sure if you pushed enough buttons, you're going to find some kind of heat-seeking missile on there. So I'm going to have to go for uh, the Lawgiver.
0: <laughs> and the Lawgiver takes the win. We are on to our next fight. That's a shock, uh, too. Uh, not really, because it is a really sweet gun. <laughs> but on to our next fight. It is Excalibur versus a Samurai Sword. I would also say, also known as a katana. Um, I put Excalibur on the list because, you know, it's the sword and the stone. It's 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 the most iconic sword of all time. People have been telling stories about it for hundreds of years. Uh, samurai swords are sweet. <laughs> you can cut through bone very quickly and easily with them without much effort. Uh, katanas are amazing weapons. Uh, the the broadsword that is Excalibur is amazing, but... I've still got to go with the Samurai Sword.
2: Alan? Okay, I have to go on a rant here. Um, first of all, England ain't that bitchin'. Sorry about all you Geek Fight fans that live in England. Okay, you guys came up with Ollie G uh, and Doctor Who, which are they very control cool. The world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Excal and, and Torchwood, you know. Um, but yeah, Excalibur, it's just like, yeah, kind of a yawner. I, I, in my mind, kind of a honor. Now, the samurai sword is like such. If you're a Star Wars fan, you have to be. You have to understand where your Star Wars comes from. It comes from the samurai mm-hmm. and the samurai sword. The lightsaber is the it uh, is the samurai sword. Those guys are supposed to be, um, and it's a great riff on samurai. But that's what they're supposed to be. And if you guys are uh, kind of want to get a little more movie history behind you go back and watch the uh, musashi mayamoto uh, samurai trilogy that is really good and there's also another another um series by a guy named shintaro katsu who did a series called zato ichi and he doesn't have like necessarily a classic samurai sword he actually has a hidden sword in a cane but it's an incredible force you know type of a type of a, a thing going on and um I recently watched Star Wars Episode One, um, or not Episode One, A New Hope. You know the, the actually Star Wars Episode Four, and the samurai this the samurai sword fight was was really cool in there. They were trying to do a classic, and believe it or not, an actual actual samurai sword fight would kind of look like that. The guys are apprehensive because they know it's like as soon as you, they make a cut, you get jacked up. Um, and then in um, Empire Strikes Back, the Darth Vader and um, Luke Skywalker Samurai sword fight or not Samurai sword lightsaber fight was an incredible an incredible fight and then when the prequels came out the lightsaber fights became completely fucking stupid incredibly stupid all that all that wire fighting stuff that was just completely ridiculous but then when the new Star Trek movie came out when fucking Sulu broke out the sword I was like oh my god Star Trek's gonna take the title back with doing <laughs> their 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 <laughs> they're the actual samurai style fighting and actually they didn't they did that stupid wire firing type of bullshit but the samurai sword it has such a massive <laughs> they should have done that they should have made, made it a total like badass realistic kendo style thing and it would have put put star wars you know driven star wars to its knees but the uh, samurai sword has so much basis in science fiction it's such a great thing and it's caliber it's like it's from england what do you getting, Mushy peas. That's what I think of when I think of England. England can kiss
0: my ass. So, samurai sword. A vote for Samurai Sword. Mike?
1: Uh I'm gonna have to give some love to Excalibur here. It is uh it is an enchanted weapon. It is the weapon of, of a king. It is one of the iconic weapons. Um and again, it's you know, something that's that's uh it's it's mythic. It's uh it's magic. So Excalibur. A uh,
0: vote for Excalibur. Greg? Oh,
3: um, the thing is, England sucks. (laughs) It does! (laughs) (laughs) Excalibur's great and all, but that thing, that thing's probably like a, a heavy, heavy ass broadsword. And I know, if I was given a choice, I would not be able to lift that thing up and swing it half as well as I could a samurai sword. And you go with the, the whole iconic argument. You get a, you got a Japanese version of, of Excalibur called a uh, uh, Kusanagi, which is pretty much the same as Excalibur, and it means sort of the gathering clouds of heaven. I mean, and how cool is that? Just on that alone. But uh, I'm definitely going with the with the uh, the
4: samurai sword, the katana.
0: A vote for yeah. the samurai sword and
4: Chuck. So I guess samurai sword is pretty much one. Huh? Pretty much. All right. Well. This is bullshit. Alright. This is bullshit. Because first of all, what's with all the hate for England? They almost controlled the whole world for nearly a century, you know? And now uh, all yeah. And, now, and they're, I don't whoa, hear whoa, whoa, you
1: motherfuckers speaking Japanese.
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're speaking English right now. Now furthermore, Excalibur is a mythical weapon with magical properties. It doesn't say that it says it's just a samurai sword. It doesn't say it's like Kafutu or, you know, some kind of magical samurai sword. And, um, yeah, I mean, come on. It's a magical sword versus a non-magical sword. And uh, England's a great country. So fuck you guys.
2: Used to be. Oh, come
4: yeah, on. well, fair enough. I mean, then, just,
2: again, I didn't, then again, so was Spain, Portugal, and Holland.
4: Uh, it just, oh, and also it doesn't say lightsaber <laughs> over there. It's a samurai sword.
2: Just uh, just for the record, I I didn't say anything bad
0: about England. (laughs) I I just like samurai swords better. Also known as katanas, because they are easy to wield. And if there was a zombie apocalypse, I'd rather have a katana than a broadsword. And with that, samurai sword takes the win. We're on to our next fight. Alan, this one is yours. It is James Bond's uh, Walter PPK versus Nunchucks.
2: Man uh okay this is kind of goofy this is okay here's my thing the whole thing of james bond wa- with the walther PPK is like is that a nine millimeter gun i can't i can't remember what the yeah. PPK is yeah, okay it's nine, nine I, mil- I i hate nine millimeters i just hate them um i like 45s i like 357s i like revolvers i don't like nine millimeters just the stopping power friends of mine have blasted other people in the face i have a friend of mine or let me say this: I may or may not have a friend of mine who blasted some dude in the face, and the dude spit out a fucking nine millimeter round because the bone flattened out, or the bullet flattened out against his fucking skull. There's just no penetration in the nine millimeter. Now on the other side, my urban up people, uh, and that may or may not have been in a law enforcement capacity. The uh, on the other side, my urban up people' weapon of choice is a fucking or twenty twos. So it's like I'm kind of bitching about the Walther PPK, but with 22 because, you know, the no stopping power, but with 22s so I could have 10,000 rounds in a backpack and run with it. But the uh, the, PP, the James Bond thing, James, the thing about James Bond was not this dumb fucking little pocket gun. But nunchucks, just like throwing stars, I know you guys here have seen Bruce Lee movies when you were a kid. <laughs> and I personally, when I was I, there, I have to have a photo someplace where I actually took out a handsaw and cut out the fucking uh, rod in my closet. that held up all my clothes and with eye bolts and took a chain and made my own nunchucks. After watching <laughs> Bruce Lee movies on Channel Five when I was a little kid, my parents coming and yell at me for cutting up the house to make weapons. So, and nunchucks are just way cooler. So I got to go with the nunchucks.
1: Uh, vote, vote for the nunchakus, uh, Mike. Yeah, I'm gonna vote for nunchucks because the way it's actually spelled on this list is nun chucks. Which makes me think that it's some converse high tops and that are that are owned by a nun. (laughs) And I think I think that would win. Uh I think James Bond would shoot a nun in the face. Uh Greg. (laughs) The nun has God on her side.
3: (laughs) I don't know. Mike makes a good point and and nuns are mean, mean spiteful women. As far as my experience can tell, but, lesbians. Um, <laughs> well, Ken and lesbians. Well, can and can. That you can't really confirm unless you put in a hidden camera somewhere. But uh, it's on the internet. No, Walter, Walter PPK. Um, I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident in my ability to shoot someone in the face. You know, whether whether or not they spit it out, it's gonna at least have some kind of effect with the Walter PPK. Uh, and then, Chuck's whenever I made them as a kid, you know, I make a great argument make them as a kid. Whenever I made them, I always ended up just hitting my un-uncoordinated ass in the elbow so many times, flinging those around. I just smacked myself in the face and the arm and the leg. And you know, lots of bad memories, so I'm going to have to go with the Walter PPK. Uh,
2: PPK gets a vote. Chuck. Yeah, mine, always, mine always broke and, flo- and f- apart.
4: broke shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chuck? Uh, You know, it's actually kind of funny because this matchup is uh, England versus Japan again. Uh, But um, actually, you know, it's funny, too, because James Bond's gun of choice is actually a Beretta. Uh, They mentioned that in the beginning of uh, the first James Bond movie where uh, uh, M pretty much forces him to use the uh, the PPK instead of uh, the Beretta, which he preferred to use. Uh, however, that being said, a gun beats nunchucks any time. Hell, a fucking musket would beat nunchucks. So I got to go with the uh, Walter PPK.
0: Oh. A vote for the PPK. It is all tied up. It comes down to me. Now, I have had nunchucks. I've never had a Walter, Walter, Walter PPK. Uh, if I turn around, I look at my favorite uh, Ninja Turtle, who also happens to be Michelangelo. What's he has. He's also Nunchuckus, That's what he uses. But um, the logic of, of of this fight is very simple. It, it comes down to actually Indiana Jones versus the guy with those swinging swords. And that guy is swinging those swords, and it looks all cool. <laughs> and then Indiana Jones pulls out his gun and shoots him. Nunchucks work the same way. From fifty feet away, they don't. They are not effective. Uh, PPK can still shoot you. Sorry. It'll stop you for a half a second. So I, I gotta go with the PPK. And the PPK! Moving on! Boo! <laughs> <laughs> we are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is the Sword of Kalos versus a Phaser.
1: Hmm, well, Batleth has already moved on. Um, and, uh, I'd like to see a little Federation love here. Plus, uh... The Sword of Kalos eventually makes you crazy, and someone will kill you. i vote for a phaser. Greg?
3: Um, I think I'm going to have to go with the phaser here, just on the same logic as the Walter PPK versus Nunchuck thing. Plus, I mean, War floated that thing out into space? That thing's just, just floating out there. I mean, that's just sad. I mean... So definitely a phaser, multi-purpose tool.
0: A vote for a phaser.
4: Chuck! Okay, now instead of this uh, being simply uh, one person wielding a phaser versus a person wielding the Sword of Kalis, I choose to define this fight as just the actual Sword of Kalis versus anybody with a phaser. Now the Sword of Kalis is a mythical weapon that can never be destroyed. And will always pop up, it's kind of like the ring from Lord of the Rings, but a Klingon version of it, you know? That's even why Worf threw it out into space, is because he knew fate would bring it to somebody else. No matter what, the Sword of Kalos will always survive in some manner, shape, or form, because it's a mythical weapon, and it will destroy the phaser. So, Sword of Kalos.
0: A vote for the Sword of Kalos? Um... You know, of all the weapons that we have on here, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, even the unknown one. Oh, the unknown one is kind of like that, the last unknown one. But um, the phaser, it's pretty. It, it has a stun setting. And not a stun setting as in, it knocked you out because it gave you a concussion. No, it, it literally just, it, it's able to knock you out without any ill effects after the fact. Uh, it's pretty much the only non-lethal weapon that we have on here. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to go with the phaser. Alan?
2: Oh, man. I, after after going through Star Trek Voyager, the entire series, not once, but twice, end to end, because for some bizarre reason, I think it's the alcoholism, I started liking it so much, <laughs> I am now currently in a DS9 binge. And Thanks. Another thing that's really cool with the DS9 binge is that Gamma Quadrant podcast has kind of got me on it. I wasn't planning on listening to DS9, but those guys, for whatever strange reason, got me in the mood to uh, go into DS9. And that episode—wait a minute, hold, on, hold on—that <laughs> DS9 is a series where they go and find the Sword of Kaelas, right? Yeah, it is because Dax is on there and all that shit. I was going that would have been pretty funny if I would have been babbling and it was the wrong series. That's that series is so, or, or that that episode is so kick ass. And when they, you know, the whole thing uh, where they find it, and once they get it, the the maniacal, the insanity kind of sets in. And it's kind of a kind of a rip off of uh, Treasure Sierra Madre when they Bogart finds the gold and stuff. I think. Um, uh, but the, here's the bottom line: if you can find and get your hands on the Sword of Kaelos, you will end up ruling the Klingon Empire. And you could rally the entire in- in- Klingon Empire to go and just kick the crap out of all the Federation people, and the Klingons would win. And the phaser, it's like, oh, okay, it's it's kind of cool, but it's, re- it's totally bogus. I mean, yeah, I mean, think of all the John Luke Picard and Guinan doing the phaser practice in the fucking hollow suite. Hollow deck, fuck that! The Sword of Kalus. When they actually in the episode, they actually showed it. It was like, wow, that actually does look badass. So, Sword of Kalus. Yeah.
0: A vote for Sword of Kalus. But the phaser moves on, and Ooh. I've, I've, oh. I've actually held the Sword of Kalus, the actual Sword of Kalus. It was at the the uh, experience. I, got oh my god, really? time? To time. Yeah. It was funny.
2: Was it all shitty, like normal props are and stuff? Yeah, of course. Oh, <laughs> there's, like, you look on the back of it, there's, like, scotch tape and, like... Oh, no, <laughs> oh, no no! there
0: was none of that, because it, it was a display piece, so, you know, you had to be able to look at it, but...
2: Was it made out of, like, resin? Was it all light and shit?
0: It was light. It was oh, really light. But, anyway, Phaser moves on. We are on to our next fight. Greg, this one is yours. It is Darth Maul's lightsaber, that double-barreled, double-bladed lightsaber, versus a proton pack from Ghostbusters.
3: Mm. Bill Murray is probably one of the funniest men on Earth, and episode one sucked. So,
4: proton pack.
0: Vote for the proton pack.
4: Chuck? Um... Hmm, yeah, I'll have to operate on similar logic. Uh, I'll never forget when you saw the trailer of episode one You couldn't wait for the movie. And you saw the double-bladed lightsaber come out. You thought it was so cool And then Darth Maul who's supposed to be this badass Sith guy appears for like three seconds in the movie uh, and then is killed by a Padawan it's fucking stupid uh, and Ghostbusters is awesome and uh, the proton pack uh they were actually able to catch ghosts instead of being able instead of being chopped in half. So I'm going with the proton pack.
0: A vote for the proton pack. Wow! Episode one bashing. You know, episode one is not nearly as bad as you remember it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; it yeah, is a fact. It's not a great movie. There's a lot of mediocre to it. That's that's what that movie is. It's very very mediocre with some moments of oh I remember that, but um. And I would, I would, I really do want to vote for Darth Maul's lightsaber just for spite here. But the proton pack is so powerful, literally, literally like don't cross the streams. What happens if we cross the streams? Well, we could end all of reality. Like what? Y- yes, I've got it. I've got to vote for proton pack, Alan.
2: Uh, to make it short and sweet. The prequels, no, I'm not one of those pretentious prequel bashers, I, I re, I'm I not even going to get into it, but the prequels are so shitty that, that you know, the whole the reissue of Blu-ray, uh, you know, it's coming out, and it's like, man, I don't even want to get the, I, I didn't want to buy it, because the prequels are in there, um, and again, that fucking wire fighting is so dumb and so bad it doesn't even look like real fighting as opposed to the empire strikes back darth vader versus luke skywalker where you see the weight of the weapon and all that shit the guy actually swinging on it darth maul is i'm totally dumb oh, oh well actually this is a good point empire strikes back luke and, and darth vader the actual weight of the weapon boom and when darth vader cuts through that big old piece of metal it's like wow you actually see the weight of the weapon and the power of the weapon the proton pack when those guys are Kicking those things on and like, whoa, leaning back and the fucking, the lightning's coming out of the end of it. It's just like, whoa, what the, f- you know, you could actually see the weight and the power of it and it makes it so much more cooler. And the Darth Maul thing is just some, like, stupid circus Olay, Olay
4: guy dancing around like a jackass. So,
2: Proton Pack. a Vote
0: for
4: Proton Pack. Oh, you know you, oh, sorry, you know you can buy the original trilogy separate, by the way.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah but you have to get the you have to get all of them to get all the all the special features like if you have to buy the entire collection to get the you know seven seconds of uh of unearred fucking bonus footage footage
1: <laughs> or you can just get it off the internet when someone posts yeah, yeah. yeah
2: oh yeah uh mike is this our first
0: clean sweep of the episode nope i figured <laughs> <laughs>
1: The more everyone hates the prequels, the more I love them. I know, isn't
0: that horrible? (laughs) (laughs) But Proton Pack is moving on to the next round. On to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. This is probably going to be a hard one for you. It is the Batarang versus the Golden Gun from 007.
3: Hmm.
4: Uh, Yeah, this is rough. Um, I'm going to simply go with the logic that a gun... Beats a Batarang, even though Batman usually always wins. Um, the Golden Gun, it just has one shot, just because the guy wielding the gun is so damn crazy. Uh, Scaramanga. So, I'm going with the uh, the Golden Gun. Uh, vote for the Golden Gun. Um...
0: Golden guns are cool, but I'd rather have a batarang. If I had a batarang, I I, I think it would be cool. I would definitely throw it. I've got a a, a dactang, isn't that what they call them? The the Klingon dagger, and I play with it. There there are stab holes and all kinds of things that aren't people or animals. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to go with
2: batarang, Alan. <laughs> your mom'll hear all the noise up in your room. <laughs> Stabbing shit. Oh, uh, man. Okay, I was... Fuck, I can't... I, you know, I I can't remember which movie it was, but I was in Thailand, in the actual island where they filmed that fucking James Bond movie. I can't remember if it was Goldfinger, or Man with the Golden Gun. What... Anyway, there's a James Bond movie, with a Sean Connery James Bond movie, where the guy's in Thailand, and it's it's shot on this particular island that I was actually on. But I'm voting for the Batarang, simply... Or not simply, but... uh. Be, in the uh, context of the 1960s uh, Batman, because when we broke <laughs> out the utility belt, Batarang, I mean, it was just so fucking great. And right now, I've, I've also been using my anti-sobriety anti repellent. So, uh, Batarang.
0: Oh, vote for the Batarang, Mike.
1: Uh, yeah, I'll also go for the Batarang, because there have been a wide variety of them. Uh, there's the... the, the the old-school one that has a rope attached to it that you can swing with or climb up the wall. Uh, the the new ones in the, the Nolan movies are kind of like throwing stars, but they also have the ones that are, like, computer-controlled where you just punch a few buttons on it and it flies over to what you want and tax it. Now, that I actually could use, so
3: I will go with the Batarang. Uh, vote for battering and Greg. Well, the battering's already won, but I'm just going to throw this out here. I mean, we talked about... I already talked about... During the ninja star. that I didn't make ninja stars. I tried to make a batarang. And a real-life batarang does not fucking fly. <laughs> I can tell you it's nowhere near like a throwing star, nowhere near the accuracy. Plus, the golden gun, if you don't remember, you can break it down, and you get, like, a lighter, a cigarette case, all, all this cool shit. And with my experience with the TSA, I could really use the experience hiding weapon. So I'm going to go with the golden gun.
0: A vote for the golden gun but the battering moves on on to our next fight it is the depleted uranium shell sebo m1 a2 tank versus the Zf zf1 from the fifth element um my favorite uh, <laughs> I gotta go with the zf1 Gary Oldman holding that gun that has everything on it and it's ridiculous. A, a trained uh, a trained person would know would ask what that little button on the side does like I, I, I love that gun that gun is amazing it's huge it's overpowered it, it has so much needless stuff like a net thrower a dart thrower a flamethrower a machine gun and it explodes so I've got to go with the zF1 Alan?
2: uh, f- man couple friends who are in tanks. But that ZF1, that scene, that Gary Oldman scene is just, it, it, oh, it, it, Gary Oldman is such a great actor and, oh my God, that, and a net thrower. You know, I mean, every bullshit, every goofball thing in the world and and the fifth element, as crappy a Bruce, mo- <laughs> Bruce Willis movie it is, I, I keep watching it. I, it's great even now it's like he kind of like bypass how shitty he is and totally get into it but i think that's all the power of gary oldman and the, and that zf1 scene is what takes gary oldman over the top that that gun is so great and it has a flamethrower so. <laughs> the zf1
0: gets another vote mike
1: yeah i believe uh we are pretty clearly uh establishing or invoking some some geek law that is uh gary oldman is awesome <laughs> <laughs>
0: Another vote for the ZF-1.
3: Greg? Well, it, it's pretty clear that the ZF-1 may have won, but let me just throw some some knowledge for your brains right here. I've actually been able to fire a, uh, a depleted uranium shell out of an M1A1 during a training exercise once. And uh, that thing that thing's really badass. I don't think people quite understand. It's literally just depleted uranium, lead, being fired at near speed of sound, at anything, that kind of kinetic force will go through a tank, put a hole in one side, go through the other side, and create a a pressure, a disequilibrium that will suck you through the hole. I'm pretty sure that uh, the ZF-1, the capabilities that it, it was shown, not... Quite as good as as it is. I mean, it's got flamethrowers, you know, a little web you can shoot. But is it going to be able to hold up against tons of steel rolling over you on top of what was the crap waste of America's nuclear army just coming right at you to suck you through a hole the size of a quarter? I'm still going to go with the, the M1A1, and I'm going to hold fast.
2: Uh, I'm changing my vote because that was badass. <laughs> uh, that's cool. I got a thumbs up to all my all my tanker friends out there. I got about four of them that are former tankmen.
0: I, I, I changed my vote. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Chuck. Uh,
4: Alright, well, I'm going with the ZF-1 uh, for a couple reasons. Um, you know, respect to the depleted uranium shell, whatever. I don't really know much about it, to be honest. Uh, um. And that's kind of one of the problems with some of these matchups is if you have something that exists in a fictional universe, uh, a lot of times it can kind of, you know, we're not really bound by reality per se. So we can say this thing could fire a flamethrower and have like a nuclear device in it and do all this this crazy shit. And just for those reasons alone, uh, the ZF-1 wins in my book. And, uh, you know, Fifth Element is just kind of a bizarre movie that I really like as well. It's kind of like they took this pretentious French director and had him directing a big-budget Hollywood sci-fi movie, and for some reason it kind of works. So uh, I'm I'm going for the ZF-1. I'm changing my vote.
2: You're changing your vote? I'm changing changing my vote because the science fiction weapon of the ZF-1, the... The, the room shell going through the tank—that was science fiction, probably in the fifties—and now it is reality. Plus, I, I have too many friends of mine that were in tanks, so I got to go. I got to go back to the uh, not necessarily the uh, not 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 necessarily the round, but for the tank. So I, I got to change back. And Gary Oldman is cool, um, and uh, I have some. Uh, I'm not going to talk shit about the French, but uh, <laughs> I got to go with. The oh. tank. Gotta go with the tankers. A vote,
0: here. a vote for the tank. The de- depleted uranium shell, Sebo, from the M1A2 tank, takes the win. And we are on to our last fight of the first round. Uh, uh, kind of long first round, but not that long. Uh, it, Alan, this one is yours. It's another unknown fight. It's Karen's pick. Ooh, it's got the it's the T R one one six from D Space Nine. I know you don't know remember what that is. That's
2: this, I know exactly what it is. Oh, that I is remember
0: the sniper rifle that uh, Esri Dax uses. Well, somebody else uses it, but Esri eventually does get her hands on it. Where you fire the gun, there's a a transporter pad at the end of the uh, barrel that transports the bullet within like an inch or two of your chest and just explodes your chest. Uh, versus Terrence pick which is from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the Uh POV gun, the point-of-view gun, where you shoot it, and the the person you shoot it with immediately has your point-of-view. Marvin uses it at the end of the movie to save everybody by making the Vogans Vogans very depressed and all sad.
2: Mm. But, (laughs) Alan, go ahead. Man. Uh, I I mean, I know exactly what the TR-116 is. Um... And I just cannot remember that fucking gun. I'm a total fan of Hitch- Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The BBC, I mean, the BBC, I never read the book, but the BBC um, miniseries is like one of the greatest. I mean, it rivaled, it was so great, it, to me it rivaled Doctor Who, even Tom Baker era Doctor Who. Um, but I cannot remember that fucking gun, man. But on the other hand, the episode with TR-116, uh, even even right now, with the Gamma Quadrant podcast, get me all motivated to watch DS9. That is such a shitty fucking episode. That <laughs> I cannot, bo- it's got a trackball on the side of it, and the angry Vulcan that fucking is a serial killer. And I hate that episode. De- and not only that, Desiree Dax has one eye that's higher than the other one. I don't even think she's hot. So I'm going with the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy Weapon, and I can't even tell you what the name of it is right now because in front of my bracket it says unknown.
0: It is the point-of-view gun. It gets a point. Uh, Mike?
1: Hmm, this is this is tough because uh, I didn't know what the TR-116 gun was uh, until you mentioned it. Uh, and I, uh, I do remember the point-of-view gun, but... The description that you gave for the uh, TR-116 gun was pretty cool, so I will vote for that.
3: Greg, um, see, I love Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy; such a great show. But give me something I can kill someone with. that that's me, means the point of a weapon. This—this this is just a tool. It's not a weapon. I can't kill you by making you see my point of view unless I'm so sad and depressed, like Marvin was you might as well just off yourself. But, um, the TR-116, I mean, I have one of those in Star Trek Online. I mean, it might be a shitty weapon in the video game, but and if you could actually have something like that in reality, you could assassinate anybody you want. Think think of the possibilities you could have with the TR-116. Anybody? I'll kill anywhere, myself if I to watch an episode again. <laughs> <laughs> you could kill Ezra Dax. Whatever,
0: I mean, but I'm going to have to go with the TR-116. A vote for the 116. Chuck?
4: Um, yeah, admittedly, the episode sucks, and as Dax generally sucks as well, but the TR-116 is probably the coolest thing about that episode, uh, and it's uh, kind of typical D-Space-9, you know, hey, we're kind of dark and not your typical Federation. Where we're hugging each other and solving everything with rational solutions. Um, and, uh, plus, uh, as we just mentioned, it's a gun that can kill somebody as opposed to a gun that gives somebody a different perspective, and if I was going to defend myself and or want to kill somebody, I'm going with the TR-116. Uh,
0: vote for the TR-116, and, um, I will very quickly... The TR one sixteen is just it's just a little bit cooler. I'm sorry. It, it teleports, teleports bullets and sees through walls. So uh, uh, how can I vote? How can I vote against the Superman gun? I'm going to call it the Superman gun because it can see through walls and it can hit you from really far away. And uh, the TR one sixteen takes the win. And uh, that's it for the first round. We'll be back right after this.
2: United States Military Academy at West Point. Preparing cadets to become army officers who will lead using strength of mind and body, strength of character and purpose. If you know who you are, if you know who you want to become, West Point will challenge you, shape you, inspire you to become a leader for a lifetime.
0: We are back doing what we do every week coming at you with a little geek cred
2: every time without fail alan what is your geek cred sir my geek cred is that i found video of summer tans not summer Tan, summer song what is her name <laughs> river song river i found video of river song naked the gap toothed chick from torchwood naked and pam from true blood naked <laughs> online because they were so hot and a quick search of whatever chick's name is nude and it popped up gold <laughs> that's my geek cred ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that, that says so much about you uh, greg
3: i don't i don't know if i can follow that but uh, i'll give it a shot uh geek cred lifelong truck fan lifelong sci-fi fan lifetime membership to uh search Love everything sci-fi. I'm currently watching every single Star Trek episode in production order, and uh, right now I'm on season four of Voyager, and which would be like season five or six of DS9. Um, this particular fight, uh, graduate of the Heavy Weapons Leadership School at Fort Benning, Georgia. I fired pretty much every weapon, real weapon, on here, other than the uh, Avenger, because Lord knows they don't let me in airplanes, because USA has me on a no-fly list, so my geek cred. <laughs> Thanks. And you're on TrekCast. Oh, sure. TrekCast,
0: yeah.
4: <laughs> and Chuck, I've seen Star Wars 500 times. Uh, actually, uh, I'm sure you guys heard about this. Uh, pretty excited how um Star Trek Next Generation is coming out on Blu-ray. Uh, there's oh, that's um, right. yeah, there's a whole big super. Uh, Video nerd explanation as to why that's going to be extremely difficult and expensive so it's actually very cool that they're doing it but um that's my plug is that Star Trek's great and uh I've watched it I've also watched all Star Trek a million times uh through air date that's uh that's that's some some fun stuff to do uh when you have way too much free time um so yeah we're in good company here
0: rock and roll let's jump back into the fights uh Starting right off with you, Mike. Uh, this should be a real easy one for you. It's Darth Vader's lightsaber versus Green Lantern ring. Uh,
1: it is. It should be harder, but uh, it's uh, it's Green Lantern ring. I have maybe a two or three Darth Vader lightsabers. I've probably got thirty different Green Lantern rings. A vote for the Green Lantern ring, Greg.
3: Um. This one's pretty easy. I'm definitely going to go with the Green Lantern Ring. I mean, the only limit is your willpower and imagination. If Darth is running at me with a lightsaber or he's anywhere near me, and I know I'm threatened, I have the Green Lantern Ring, I'm going to come up with some crazy shit. Plus, weekends would be awesome with the Green Lantern Ring. Cleaner. So go on the hide with that.
4: Oh, vote for Green Lantern Ring. Chuck? Um... Alright, well, if you think about it, okay, this is Darth Vader versus whatever incarnation of the Green Lantern. Um, Darth Vader, okay, uh, has sort of a willpower weapon, the Force, uh, and he would be able to stop the Green Lantern from using uh, the power of the ring on him. He'd be able to make him choke himself with it and then just him with the lightsaber. So I'm going with Darth Vader's lightsaber. Uh vote for Vader's lightsaber.
0: Um you know see Green Lantern is science and Vader and Darth Vader is magic. L- literally science versus magic here. The the ring is based in some kind of weird science. There is a Green
1: Lantern ring that is magic.
0: Uh, yes, but oh, we're not yeah.
1: talking about that one right now. No, it's it just says Green Lantern Ring on this list.
0: I understand. <laughs> But I'm going with the willpower ring and not just the one that... Ha- and, and the force is science,
1: it's midichloria. Oh, my God. That's right. <laughs>
0: all right, then, Mike. You know what? I'm uh, Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I am going with the magical Green Lantern ring that can't stand up to fucking wood. <laughs> wood! And I'm going to vote for Darth Vader's lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to give Green Lantern the rent- win there. Fuck you and your ass.
2: It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Alan. Oh man, these are two things from my childhood here, I can't remember the age I was when I was reading, for some bizarre thing, just, you know, you have intermittent memories when you're young, I remember going to the 7-Eleven, you know, because that's where you bought comic books off the spinning kind of the spinning circular rack and there was like superman spider-man fantastic you know all that shit and for some bizarre reason I was buying Green Lantern the Green Lantern Green Arrow comic books and I enjoyed them I enjoyed watching I kept buying them but in Star Wars Star Wars was so imposing when you see it as a little kid like oh my god this is so so badass and that whole scene where Darth Vader is like suddenly standing there and his lightsaber's out, and Obi Wan Kenobi's there, and his lightsaber comes out. You know shit is going down, and that to this day, when I think back, that is just so imposing. Now when I go watch Star Wars Episode Fucking Four again, that that lightsaber fight is super shitty, but uh, but it's still even even as shitty as it, it's cool. I have to go with Darth Sa- or Darth Vader's lightsaber.
0: Uh, vote for Darth Vader's lightsaber, and Darth Vader's lightsaber moves on, and we are on to our next fight. Greg, this one is yours. It is an AK forty-seven versus throwing stars.
3: <laughs> I think this one's pretty obvious. But one thing I want to say about the Green Lantern ring is it's, it's the whole willpower thing. You know, I know it lost, but I saw one saw some picture. I don't know if it's a fan art, but it's a picture of Batman with the Green Lantern ring. And just think about the, the greatest detective, most maniacal mind on earth with that ring. And that's the kind of damage you could do. Um, but back to this fight, uh, AK-47 Throwing Stars, this is like a setup to a really bad action split. Um, I'm going to have to go with the AK-47. Try true, even if it's not very accurate.
0: Uh, vote for AK-47. Chuck!
4: Okay, you see, now the AK-47 is a communist weapon, okay, and uh, the AK-47 is also a weapon that's caused large uh, amounts of uh, death across the world and has resulted in more failed revolutions and more violence and chaos than successful revolution and order. Therefore, the AK-47 would undermine whoever's trying to use it because there'd be so many of them all over the place and they're so cheap that everyone would be firing at each other, killing each other. And the guy hiding in the background with throwing stars will pop up, just as everyone's almost killed themselves, throw a throwing star at him and defeat him. Throwing stars.
0: Oh, vote for throwing stars. That is some brilliant, brilliant logic there. But the AK-47 has killed probably hundreds of millions of actual people. Uh, Exactly. And it's an inaccurate weapon imagine what you could do with it if it was accurate holy shit so i'm gonna go with the ak-47 alan
2: uh i hate ak-47s i'm in southern california any of you bitches out here that are claiming AK47s are your if you if you're claiming AK47 is your go-to weapon, you're a dipshit. And you don't shoot and you can't shoot and you want to hold the gun and pretend like it's some fucking great thing. I will fuck all you guys up with my Ruger 10 22. I am going with the throwing stars. I'm with the thousands of American teenager er, <laughs> kids in junior highs sawing up throwing stars in metal shop. Throwing stars. I hate (laughs) AK-47s. A vote for throwing stars all
0: tied up. Coming down to you, Mike.
1: Uh, I'm going to vote for the throwing stars because... (laughs) uh, Woo! You know, in the end, this is is geek fights. And throwing stars, I think they have more geek cred. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing stars are for martial arts movies.
2: AK-47s are fucking gang poser weapons. And throwing stars...
0: Take the win. Hey, hey. Woo! <laughs> Unfortunately. That's lava. Yeah. Uh, but on to our next fight, Chuck. This one is yours. It is Batlith versus a flamethrower.
4: <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, a Batlith, particularly as we mentioned earlier, the Sword of Kalos, was originally created out of Kalos' hair out of molten lava. Okay? Which means there would be flame retarded. I would be able to help resist. Uh, the heat coming at a Klingon Blocking it I know I'm pushing it here But I'm going with the Batleth
0: You are pushing it so far That there's absolutely no way I can vote for the Batleth <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how Flame retarded a blade is It's flame Just open flame uh, Star Trek still doesn't have anything For that I'm sorry Like You could use that in the next generation pray. era and and fuck people up, although they can fix it after the fact. But I'm going with flamethrower. I think it's correct.
2: Alan. Okay, now uh, fuck. I can't remember who played the K- the Klingons. Isn't the, when when the, when they went after um, the sort of Kles? Wasn't that the same actor that played Baltazar on the original '70s Battlestar Galactica? Yep. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and John's Holocaust.
0: The- oh, uh, yep. wow.
2: Okay, okay. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, you know, draw this all out. And also, that show was on DS Nine, uh, or that episode was on DS Nine. DS Nine also had the episode with all the original Klingons from the original series went to go fu- went to go kill the uh, the albino Klingon. Genius. Yeah. So, that's the, uh, so there's an, the Bat'leth connection. And the the only survivor is the guy that went to go find the Sword of Kaelas, which is a Bat'leth. And I like Battlestar Galactica, so I'm going with the Bat'leth. Uh, vote for the Bat'leth.
1: Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm also going to go with the Bat'leth. Uh, mm. You can see my previous uh, Geek Logic on Geek Cred. Uh, Bat'leth is a Star Trek weapon, flamethrower. That's a real weapon.
2: With the Battlestar Galactica connection.
1: A vote for the batleth. <laughs>
2: and Greg.
3: Oh, it's pretty much worthless at this point, but I'm still uh I don't know. I mean the flamethrower, if you could use white phosphorus, flamethrower, that thing would be the most terrifying. That thing should be illegal. I mean, that's how bad that thing can hurt. White phosphorus, it gets on you, even if you go underwater it still burns. That stuff is not go out. Hey, but, what's, uh, the pro-
2: what's the problem with the weapon? Is the fuel too heavy for modern usage?
3: I, I, I honestly can't say, but I. It, it, and here's my geek logic: the dude that you see with the flamethrower in any war movie, he always gets shot in the back and explodes. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going go that way. So I'm, I'm going to go with the bat with on this one.
0: Whee! Well, battle had already won, Alan. <laughs> we are moving on. It is the Glaive from Krull versus the uh, A-10 Warthog. Well, not really the Warthog, but the G-A-U-8 Avenger. Um, I believe that I see the way the wind is blowing in these fights, but <laughs> I will still vote for things that can kill people actually and not accidentally like the Glaive
2: would. So I'm going to go with the Avenger. Alan? Okay, I originally thought that the A-10 Warthog was the Puff the Magic Dragon, which was called in by John Wayne in the movie The Green Berets, which also featured George Takei, who is from Star Trek. So I'm (laughs) going for George Takei and John Wayne and going for the A-10 Warthog.
1: Vote for the Aten Warthog, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. I mean, how much geek cred the Glaive has? Actually, I think it might be negative geek cred (laughs) coming from from (laughs) crawl or crawl. So uh, yeah, I think uh, this one's totally Avenger.
0: Totally for the Avenger,
3: Greg. Um, I think you can guess what I'm going to do. I'm going to go for. The Avenger, on these reasons, it's the one actual weapon on here I actually have not fired, which makes me extremely jealous and upset. Uh, I've never seen Krull, so I have no idea what that is. I imagine it's a kind of spinning blade, and uh, the thing with its seven rotating cylinders would just destroy it. And uh, a little geek credit for the Avenger, it seemed after the greatest Marvel super team, so there we go. <laughs>
0: Oh, is it actually named after the Avengers?
3: I don't know if it actually is, but it shares the name and it's convenient to me.
0: <laughs> Are you sure it's not the uh, British... Uh, Spy? British 60's TV show? Yeah, the Spice <laughs> TV show? The Avengers? I'm just fucking around. Chuck, is it our first clean sweep of the episode?
4: Hell no. <laughs> I've got to go with the glaive, Pilgrim. <laughs> because, I mean, let's face it, uh, magic always beats science okay so the glaive wins <laughs> in my book because magic beats science you know this is a flying thing that can just stab anyone wherever you want
2: magic beats science
4: oh yeah of course you yeah, know read okay. the bible
2: uh, <laughs> just add george,
4: ask george bush <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh,
0: all right all right go outside right now i'll meet you out there i'll get a gun and you have a harry potter one let's see which one wins oh well, harry potter's
4: not real magic why not? Yeah, because it's not the Glaive.
2: Okay. <laughs> I hope you the... have, have a potion that protects you from hot lead.
0: <laughs> Evoke the Glaive. But the Avenger takes the win. On to our next fight. Alan, this one is yours. It's the Lawgiver versus a Samurai Sword. Uh,
2: the Samurai Sword is... A, is uh, it's, it's a huge massive base and something everyone every every science fiction fan should be giving homage to uh, uh as far as I was, and being a being a judo protect uh, a judo a judo guy and all that shit I mean it's the weapon that all the shit's based on you guys got to vote I mean log ever it's okay but oh man you guys got to watch some Zatoichi and those and the Musashi Mayamoto stuff Samurai, Samurai sword,
1: sword. Uh, vote for Samurai sword Mike yeah, see, this one's kind of tough because on one hand, the lawgiver uh, beat Captain America's shield to get here, which it shouldn't have. Uh, so it was England beating America, <laughs> and then we have Excalibur versus the Samurai Sword. The Samurai Sword wins again. I uh, I think that was that was in error. Japan beating England. I really don't like how this whole bracket has has <laughs> uh, has gone out so um I basically I have to vote for America versus England I'm going to pick America and since the lawgiver beat America I have to vote for the samurai sword that made no sense
0: but a vote for the samurai sword Greg
3: <laughs> I'm still trying to get through what the hell is right? so, I didn't know which
1: one I was voting uh, for until I got to the end
3: yeah great, great stall tactic. Um, I'm going to have to uh, probably go ahead and, and give some love to the, uh, the uh, Samurai Sword. I mean, Star Trek 09, that, that thing, I mean, I would give my left knot for a foldable katana. Once again, because it's one badass and you would get me around my PSA issues. So, um, <laughs> not to mention, uh, Harold from Harold and Kumar had it, so that's some um, added cred, or college kid cred if you count it, and, uh, I don't know, Rock, uh, Rocky Stallone with a, with a gun. As tempting of an image as that is, I just don't think I could muster it. Plus, that <laughs> movie was horrible.
0: Horribly awesome. <laughs> Vote for the Samurai Sword. Chuck?
4: Oh uh, well, I gotta give some love to the lawgiver because it's the only weapon on this bracket I've never used before. So uh, lawgiver.
0: I vote for the lawgiver. Really? Sure. You've used everything else
3: on here.
4: <laughs> oh yeah. The sword of Kalis and a phaser. Yep, <laughs> yep got him right here. <laughs> all right, I- I'm, I'm actually, actually sitting on... All... ten. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, that's my backyard. But I gotta. Well, I actually really do have the proton pack in my basement. <laughs> it's a toy though.
0: Uh, right, it's all tied up, it comes down to me. Um, the Lawgiver is cool, very cool, but the Samurai Sword, or the Katana, is a weapon that hasn't changed in a thousand years because it was perfect when they made it. Uh, it's been killing people longer than almost any other weapon on here. Uh, it is an amazing weapon, and in the hands of a a skilled person, it's one of the most deadly weapons on the planet, so... I've got to go with Samurai Sword. And Samurai Sword takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is the PPK versus the Phaser.
1: Uh, well, there's a Phaser squirt gun sitting about 20 feet from me. So, Phaser. i uh, vote for the Phaser. uh, Greg?
3: Um, I'm going to go on a little bit of a different uh, tangent for this. I'm going to go with Captain Kirk versus James Bond with their respective weapons. Who's gotten more in tail? And uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Kirk. He's gotten tail on a galactic proportion, including green chicks in the new movie. So,
4: phaser. Uh, vote for the phaser. Chuck. Okay, now, see, James Bond has gone up against phaser-esque type weapons, like uh, the Moonraker laser, okay? And he's still always, in the end, able to defeat, okay? It's not about uh, how powerful the weapon is, it's about how you use it. And James Bond, with his brilliant intelligence, would be able to, to fool anybody, just a regular person with a phaser. If it said, Captain Kirk's phaser, then maybe I would vote for the phaser, but it just says phaser. So I'm going for Bond. i
0: uh, vote for James Bond's PPK. Um... The phaser is an amazing weapon. It really is, because it can disintegrate you. There is no trace of you left. The PBK, you can walk away from being shot in certain areas. A phaser can hit you on your big toe, but if it's on disintegrate, you are done. So I've got to go with phaser.
2: Alan? The the Walter... It's a fucking, it, it, it's 9mm. Nine, millimeter. 9 millimeters are NATO rounds. They didn't switch to them because they were some effective round. They switched to them because all the fucking dipshits in Europe, that's what they fucking shoot. And people in Europe don't even own guns. You're going to use the round that fucking 99% of the population doesn't even shoot? Fuck that. The phasers, wait, the phaser, Um, you could stun people. You could heat up rocks. You could do all sorts of cool shit. Phaser.
0: Uh, vote for the Phaser, and the Phaser takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Greg, this one is yours. This is a very difficult fight here. It is a Proton Pack versus a Batarang.
3: Hmm. Um, I love Batman. I absolutely do. Um, but I think I'm going to continue with my line of logic from the last time the battering was up. Batarangs, in reality, don't fly but if you cross the streams in a proton pack, you might create a reality where they do that. So I'm going to have to go with proton pack.
4: Uh, Vote for proton packs. Chuck. Yep. As I was mentioning earlier, I'm sitting maybe about 50 feet away from the proton pack that I owned when I was in first grade, uh, when I was really into Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters is great. Uh, Proton pack is really awesome. Uh, Damon, you mentioned that if you cross the streams, you could end the whole universe. Uh, It's just really awesome, Proton Pack.
0: Uh, Vote for Proton Pack. Greg, you keep mentioning that in the real world, uh, Batarang does not work. Uh, Well, also in the real world, a Proton Pack does not work. Uh, But a Batarang kind of works because you can't actually throw it at somebody and hit someone with it. Uh, There are no streams that come out of fake Proton Packs. So I'm going to go with
2: a batarang, Alan. It is the proton pack all the way. Just the way when they're deploying that, or and I love the, I love when like a city worker comes in to shut down the electricity and unleash what's in that <laughs> that vault. <laughs> it's like you know when they shut that off. When you're watching the your, the movie, you're like thinking in your mind like, oh man, I hope they don't do that. You know, when you see the fucking 60s Batman throw on the Batarang, it's like, "Wee! oh my god, this is so stupid, but it looks cool. Proton pack.
4: Right, tell me about the Twinkie.
2: A vote for the proton pack and
0: Mike.
1: Um, actually, a proton pack uh, would work in our reality. It would just basically explode in a mushroom cloud, destroying <laughs> everything around it. And um, if you were to take... The proton packs. I mean, it it took four Ghostbusters crossing the streams using the proton packs in the way they're not supposed to to defeat uh, Gozer. But uh, a batarang is used by Batman, and Batman could have beaten Gozer with a batarang. So I'm voting batarang.
0: That is some really hardcore logic. A vote for the batarang, but the proton pack. Moving on into the next round. Oh yeah. On to our next fight, Chuck. This one is yours. It is the M1A2 tank with depleted uranium shells versus the R2-116. TR, is it not?
4: Whatever the fuck it is. I'm going with the 116.
0: Uh, vote for the 116. Uh, I'm voting for the pressure wave that, <laughs> that Craig described of the bullet passing through a tank. And then trying to pull you through with
2: it, so I've got to go with the M1A2, Alan. Okay, here's the thing: the pressure wave happens if you're in another tank. Okay, now if you're just like in a room, you could you could point the TR116 at the tank, shoot. It'll it'll materialize inside the tank, shoot the gunner, and fucking uh, and totally jack that guy up. It's the TR-116. Yeah. Remember, you got to be in a tank to be fucking pressurized. Uh,
0: vote for the TR-116. Mike?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that the TR-116 could actually do this from a great distance where the tank wouldn't even know where you are. So I will vote for that one. And Greg?
3: I don't know. I'm, it's a losing battle again, but uh, these things can shoot and move at 60 miles an hour. They're probably the most deadly weapon is their tread. I mean, it's a tank. But uh, I don't see how you could beat it. it it's, a, it's a motherfucking tank. The most advanced combat system on the field. And it's just... In the 21st bombs.
4: century. Yeah, it's not a weapon from the future.
3: Oh, yeah. Well... But it's also not being run by Ezri Dax. Let's 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 put Ezri Dax in a tank with Ezra
4: Dax with the J R one one. But that's how advanced. So. Yeah, but even, she
3: might
2: have a hot ass. Yeah, and even d- if with her
4: pants yeah. off. Even a ditch like Ez- Ezri Dax can operate it. That's how advanced it is. What if, right, he, what, if gonna, what if Ezri Dax is a hairy natural?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> then what? What's Yee. Expecting that? Oh, it's, it's, oh, gonna, it's
3: gonna get it's gonna get <laughs> gonna get really sweaty in there. So Ezri Dax I'm, barebacks.
0: Uh, a vote for the M1A2 tank. I'm ending this now. <laughs> we're just
1: gonna. I was spout. gonna say, where's the? And we're moving on.
0: Yeah, we're moving on right now. Uh, so Tr. on. Tr116. <laughs> she likes golden pools. See, nobody knows what that is. Look it up. <laughs> <And> <laughs> we are on to our next fight. It's for a spot in the final four. Uh, it is Darth Vader's lightsaber versus throwing stars. It comes to me. And, um, I have thrown throwing stars, I have hit people with Darth Vader's lightsaber. As a matter of fact, uh, yep, there it is, it's right over there in the corner. I forgot I had it. I've had that lightsaber for about 15 years now. It's one of the crappy, uh, it's not Hasbro, it was Kenner. It was a Kenner one, before Hasbro brought Kenner. Um, but I just go back to Butters, uh, covered in grass, naked with it throwing star sticking out of his eye and then Cartman walking across like a like a dog. And then Cartman walking across the stage naked and everybody going, Oh, look at that poor boy. And they were talking about naked Cartman and not uh, a small boy with a throwing star in his eye.
2: So I'm going to go with throwing stars just just because I don't even care. Alan, if you go right now and buy a Darth Vader's plastic lightsaber and you go to any bogus martial arts (laughs) fucking place to get a throwing star, you will totally fuck up the person with the, with the fucking lightsaber. And plus it says throwing stars, multiple. So you could have like a box of like 200. Okay. Now say you're a hardcore Star Wars fan and you could block the first couple of throwing stars. That thing's going to break into pieces. You get fucked up. So throwing stars. A Vote for throwing stars. Mike.
1: Uh, I'm going to stick with Darth Vader's lightsaber. Um, it's not just, the, you know, as a weapon and as, as a thing that you battle with, but also Darth Vader's lightsaber is really kind of a key part of the character. Um, some of his best moments have been uh, with that lightsaber. And that, that, that point in Empire Strikes Back when Luke lights his lightsaber and Vader lights his up, that's when you know the fight is on. You know, when he loses his lightsaber and loses his hand at the end of Jedi, he stops being Darth Vader. You know, his lightsaber, is he kills Obi-Wan Kenobi and, you know, defeats his his uh, master. You know, pretty much the lightsaber has been a defining moment of the character along the entire uh, trilogy. And throwing stars are cool, and in the real world, they would fuck you up more than a, a fake plastic lightsaber. But fake plastic throwing stars wouldn't fuck you up much more, so... I'm gonna go with uh, the lightsaber.
0: A vote for Vader's lightsaber, Greg.
3: Um, Darth Vader's lightsaber is red, and red is the color communist. I think that's some pretty established uh, geek logic in this show. So I'm gonna go with throwing stars.
4: A vote for throwing stars and Chuck. Uh, red's also in uh, red, white, and blue, my friend. But I, I agree with you. But uh, nevertheless, so is Obama. Oh, all right. Well, now, anyway, I don't want to open up candy Candlemore. But anyway, think about it. Darth Vader is kind of like the LeBron James of science fiction. You know, he comes in. You think he's like one of the coolest guys of all time. And then you just get completely disappointed uh, as time goes on, you know, like LeBron James. Later on, Lucas throws all this shit about, like, Darth Vader, you know, how his name is Annie, like a red-headed, you know, uh, musical dancer and stuff like that. It sucks, you know, and, and if you think about Darth Vader's lightsaber, uh, the situations it was in, okay, he loses the fight to Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Obi-Wan Kenobi keeps the lightsaber. Uh, and even when Luke has the lightsaber, his hand is chopped off, okay, so that lightsaber is bad luck. Uh, but That's Anakin's lightsaber, not lightsaber, not Vader's lightsaber. Yeah, but unfortunately, like I said, that's the same person. Thanks to Lucas, you know. So, uh, no matter what, it's bad luck. So throwing stars.
1: A uh, vote your, for throwing your stars. hate has made you powerful, Chuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and throwing stars is the first thing into the final four. On to our next fight, Alan. This is, one is yours. It is a bat left versus. The GAU-8
2: Avenger. Okay. Basically, this is John Wayne and George Takei versus every Klingon from the original series and Balthazar from Battlestar Galactica. And I have to go with Baltazar. I am going with the Batleth, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, vote for the Batleth. Mike?
1: Uh, This is a very strange fight. Um, You know, you you couldn't get sort of more extreme in terms of the type of weapons that they are. Uh, But, you know, again, I'm going to stick with the geek weapon and uh, go with the Batleth.
3: Uh, Vote for the Batleth. Greg? I'm keeping this thing alive. This is my baby. I mean, I haven't been able to fire it, so I'm. I mean, I'm, I want one. I want to do it so bad. The thing is, it weighs over four thousand pounds. They built a, a plane around it. I mean, they friggin' built a plane around it just so they could have this weapon. That's how friggin' badass it is. Not to mention, it could shoot anything from regular bullets to high incendiary bullets to uh, depleted uranium bullets too for armor piercing. I mean, this thing is the most badass weapon. It is a friggin', it's like an angry swarm of bees, but if the bees were made out of lead,
4: so that's what it is.
0: A vote for the Avenger.
4: Chuck. Okay, now, uh, during World War II, Germany had the most advanced weapons of all time, and when Germany invaded Russia, they were defeated by Russia. If you remember, the president of Russia... Former president of Russia, Boris Yeltsin, had three fingers on one of his hands because they used to lift up the lid to, or pry open the lid to German tanks, throw in grenades, and close them. And one time he closed it on his hand, destroyed his fingers. Okay, that's how badass they were. Klingons are so fucking badass, they could bre- grab their batlet, pry open the, the opening of any kind of, uh... Oh, wait, this is in the air, isn't it? Yep. Exactly. They could uh, fly? <laughs> Alright, well Klingon will throw their, their fucking batlet into the air. <laughs> uh, oh shit. Alright, well... Oh, you Klingon know, like will just beam on and kill somebody. Yeah, they'll beam him onto the ship. What, 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 <laughs> what, what Boris would... Boris Yeltsin... Klingon kidding? Uh, no, a Boris Yeltsin Klingon. Boris Yeltsin will totally <laughs>
2: fuck... Uh, Klingon will totally fuck up Boris Yeltsin.
0: Where where are you voting, Chuck? I'm, go, I'm going. I'm going. Uh, uh, go for the batleth. A vote for the batleth. Ah, uh, You know it's funny because the the Avenger is a ridiculous gun, and uh, if they're a, if a field of Klingons running at it with Batlaths, <laughs> they still lose. Uh,
4: not if you beam them onto the plane.
0: Yes, but if they're beaming them onto a plane, then it's it's a moot point. <laughs> the beaming is is the weaponry there. That's the extra technology, the extra technological boost. But, but what if, if what if the Klingons are wearing bookie skin? Uh, <laughs> if you take a sword versus a gun,
1: the gun wins. Unless you beam them. It doesn't that- it
2: doesn't matter. You can be Han, Han Solo. Started. shot Darth gun Vader. doesn't.
1: The gun doesn't have any bullets.
2: <laughs> Han Solo. Han Solo shot Darth Vader, and he just he blocked it with his hand.
4: I'm changing my vote to the glaive. You are? Nah, the glaive. I said. Oh fuck! You can't go that
1: far. I will <laughs> vote for the glaive. <laughs> Let's do a geek fights takeover. One more- <laughs> gonna wins.
0: One ring to rule them all. The Batleth is moving on into the final four. On <laughs> uh, to our next fight. Uh, Mike, this one is yours. It is the katana, also known as the samurai sword, versus a phaser.
1: Uh, This is kind of an interesting fight, and they certainly are two uh, iconic weapons. Uh, Samurai sword, uh, I think, much more so. I mean, that definitely is representative of an entire genre of film. But, uh, you know, we've talked about phaser entirely in terms of um, a handheld phaser. But ships have phasers, and ships' phasers can blow up other ships, which are pretty fucking big, or space stations, or asteroids. So uh, I think a phaser on a ship is probably going to be a lot more uh, devastating than a
3: giant katana. Uh,
0: vote for phaser. Great.
3: Um, phaser. Plain and simple. I mean... It's the whole range thing. I mean, kind of like it would be an Avenger, which should have won. Uh, it, it's the old thing. Don't bring a knife to a gunfight. So don't bring a samurai sword to a phaser fight.
4: A uh, vote for the phaser. Chuck? Uh, part of me doesn't want to vote for the phaser, because even though I'm a big Star Trek fan, I always thought the phaser was kind of a wisp weapon. Uh, it's got a stun setting. Um, you know, especially the next generation where they're these tiny little things, you could barely even aim and they always hit exactly where they were supposed to go and everything. it's just seemed kind of like a, like a weapon for people that don't know, appreciate weapons uh, or don't want to really kill somebody. Whereas a samurai sword is something that just really kills somebody. But, you know, uh, phaser is more of a western style weapon uh, that you're holding kind of like a gun. So I just gotta, you
0: know, vote against the east and go west and vote for the phaser. Uh, vote for the phaser. Uh, yeah. Um, knife to a gunfight. I'm voting. I'm voting for the the samurai sword. I'm voting for the katana because there is no logic to anything that we've done in this fight at all. Sometimes it's real world. Sometimes it's fake world. It makes no difference. The samurai sword will win. Because it will, you will be beamed behind the guy with the phaser and cut them up. Or beamed onto the bridge of the ship and cut them up. I don't care. I'm voting
3: Samurai sword. Samurai don't beam. Yeah, they can. Does have beaming technology? Uh, the, mm-hmm.
0: the, but the Katana makes it all the way into at least New Sulu's time. So that means they have beaming technology and Katanas. Boom! How about that? How do you like them apples? Look,
1: I'm, yeah, up in the, I'm
4: putting he the... he was a samurai.
1: No, but it's a katana, which it's is also samurai.
4: a samurai. It's not even
3: it's Japanese. He's the really
4: Korean. Yeah. The
1: phaser is on a starship, yeah. which can slingshot around the sun, go back in time, and prevent the samurai sword from ever being invented.
0: <laughs> That's a good point, but I'm still voting for samurai sword. That's Alan? Right. <laughs>
2: Okay, this whole knife versus a gunfight, you guys got to really do yourself a favor and go and check out the Akira Kurosawa movie called Yojimbo. Um, features my favorite Japanese actor. Fuck with the, the guy's name is. Shiro Mufune. Yeah, Mufune. Yeah, Mufune. Um, that is incredible because the uh, one guy, the other guy, who's my second favorite uh, guy, well, actually my third favorite guy, actually for some bizarre reason has a, a revolver back in that era. And it's to Mifune versus the guy,
4: uh, man, I, get, I, I know what you're talking about, you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He was yeah,
2: the, yeah. Yeah. And he was the guy that, uh, fuck. I can't, I, am so drunk. I can't remember the name of the movie. So anyway, the samurai sword versus the, uh, the, uh, the gun has already kind of been, or the knife to the gun fight's already been done. But the, the two things here are two, that are, that are interesting, the representative weapons, the phaser is kind of, uh, the evolvement of the the western so the phaser is you know the wagon the whole Gene Roddenberry wagon train to the stars the phaser at one point was supposed to represent the revolver and the samurai sword did with star wars did did uh the lightsaber did represent the samurai sword um but there's more more history i think more science fiction in the samurai sword than there is with the revolver so samurai sword all the way
0: uh, vote for Samurai Sword, and Samurai Sword loses. Phaser gets the win. Uh, d- d- Oh, my God! What? You oh. knew that was gonna happen. No, I didn't!
3: Oh, I don't keep tracking this shit.
0: You don't keep tracking it? Phaser had won way back.
3: Well, we already have two people in, uh, two track uh, weapons going into it, and, uh, and Bill Murray just gets me. It's Bill fucking Murray. I mean, plus Dan Aykroyd, and uh, any weapon that can destroy reality is truly a weapon to be reckoned with. Plus, you know, all the funny cross-stream jokes you can make with it. Endless. Gonna go with the Proton Pack.
0: Oh, vote for the Proton Pack. Chuck?
4: Mm, Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I'm not sure. Um, Next, we do have... Badlet coming in for Star Trek we got a phaser coming in for Star Trek um, And even though the TR-116 is really badass um, uh, I trust Bill Murray to use the Proton Pack over Esri Dax using the TR-116 and therefore Proton Pack wins
0: uh, Vote for the Proton Pack um, do I keep the trend going of voting for something that I don't believe in just so there isn't a clean sweep in the episode?
2: <laughs> no, I'm voting for Proton Pack. Alan? I'm voting for the TR-116. I, it's probably too late. I'm trying to fo- force the Phaser versus Batleth for the final The final match. It's simple as that.
0: Oh, vote for the TR116 and Mike.
1: Uh, Proton Pack.
0: And Proton Pack takes the win. Boo!
3: (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. I'm changing my vote. Would that help? Nope. (laughs) Damn. I'm still changing my vote, though. Okay. Uh, Because it's just something that shows old sometimes it's better a projectile weapon, and frankly, I think Ezra Dax would just take one look at Bill Murray and not be moved by his puppy dog eyes, because she's a (laughs) cold, heartless bitch. So.
0: A vote, uh, a change vote to the TR-116, but the Proton Pack moves through, and we are at a we've got Throwing Stars versus the Batleth, and Phaser versus Proton Pack. Chuck, this fight is yours. Throwing Stars versus the Batleth.
4: Okay. Now, someone earlier mentioned that if you ever held one of those uh, batlets that you can get at a convention or whatever, it's very unwieldy. But that's exact proof how awesome the Klingons are. They can take this crazy, unwieldy piece of steel and make it into a precision weapon. Okay, that's how good they are. If Klingons got their hands on throwing stars, you know, the contest would be over too. But they prefer batlets, and Uh, a Cleon fighting human, okay, human is more likely to use throwing stars, will defeat him and therefore the Bat'leth wins. Bat'leth gets a point.
2: Um, throwing stars, I don't care. Alan? (laughs) Uh, I'm going Bat'leth because if you tried to throw the throwing stars at the Bat'leth, the guy would just turn it kind of sideways and the throwing stars would stick in the leather handle of the Bat'leth and the guy would just totally fuck you up. Bat'leth!
0: Uh, vote for the Batleth, but no, they wouldn't stick, because there's
1: nothing to stick into. It's all metal. (laughs) Mike? Um, This is actually kind of tough, because the Batleth is not uh, not my favorite of the Star Trek weapons. Um, uh, It it is a pretty cool weapon, but it also is kind of a bullshit weapon. Uh, But I think I'm still going to vote for it. Because you're an ass. Yeah, That's so like because uh, Because, you know, in, in the end, it's just... Throwing stars are just a little too generic.
4: Yeah. What is your favorite Star Trek weapon?
1: You will find that out. Oh. <laughs> well, obviously,
0: the Ooh. phaser on the other side.
3: <laughs> and Greg. um, I'm going with the bat lift. I mean, if you Woo. think about it, a throwing star... You can throw it, but it's only as good as you know. If you can hit somebody in the eye, well, apparently Butters can survive that, or the carotid artery, or something like that. A bat left—that thing's got some weight behind it. You throw, you you slice somebody in half with that thing. Mm-hmm. So, gonna go with the bat left.
0: Yeah, and the bat left is into the finals. On to our next fight. It is the phaser versus the proton pack. Uh, it's it's me, Mario. Um. <laughs> uh, ship phasers are strong. You are absolutely correct, but proton packs can end reality. It, I, I don't I don't know that a, a ship phaser can end
2: reality. So I'm gonna go with Proton Pack. Alan? Uh the Proton Packs are a strong, weighty weapon, but while they're lugging all that shit in there, you can set the phaser to overload, hide it somewhere, and run away and blow up. The fucking dude, the proton pack, and then once the proton pack explodes, the whole place just go like Mike was saying, goes up in a mushroom cloud. Phaser,
0: uh, vote for the phaser,
1: Mike. Uh, well, yes, the phaser is my uh, my favorite Star Trek weapon, specifically the classic Trek phaser. The design of that, I think, is one of the coolest science fiction weapons ever. Yeah. Um. And uh. And you know. We keep saying the Proton Pack can destroy reality, but they did cross the streams, and it didn't destroy reality. <laughs> so, that's just, you know, bullshit, because maybe Egon doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Uh, but I'm going to vote for the Proton Pack, because I don't want to see this be a Star Trek versus Star Trek in the last round. Ah! Oh,
3: a yeah. vote for the Proton Pack. Greg? Uh, I'm going for the and here's what what it is. A uh, proton pack is not really a weapon, unless you're dead. And once you're dead, you've probably already been killed by a weapon. So, I mean, it's just there. It's, it's usable against ghosts. Do we ever find out if you can use it against a living human being? I don't think we did. Uh, well, I don't think we don't... Cut
0: through walls and doors and cars
3: and... That, that just sounds like the Jaws of Life to me. <laughs> it's, it's an expensive Jaws of Life. Plus, I mean... Phaser? I'm
0: gonna go with the phaser. Uh, vote for the phaser. It is all tied up and coming down to you, Chuck. Can you oh. save this episode? Yeah, oh come well, on, Chuck.
4: Jeez. This is tough. But, it's the uh, fucking
2: it's the Phaser, Chuck. You know it's a phaser. <laughs> 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 what would oh.
4: Captain Kirk do?
3: What would Captain Kirk
4: do? Yeah, well, uh well this is really hard because these are two things that I was both a big fan of um, as a kid. Um Proton pack is a little more unwieldy. You get a whole big thing on your back. Maybe someone can cut the wire or something like that. Uh, but on the other hand, the phaser, I agree with what Mike said. I thought it was really awesome. Uh, the original series phaser, I had a toy phaser like that, which is really awesome. Um, but uh, I'm going with the proton pack because... Oh! Uh, yeah. Just because, again, I don't want it to be uh, Trek versus Trek. I wanted it to be uh, two different universes, and um, but
2: everything is track versus track.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I'm going with the proton pack. And proton pack. I'm changing makes my vote.
1: You are a fucking <laughs> asshole. <Mike. laughs> Sorry, the, the the geek logic <laughs> is just too strong, especially when it was. Well, is the proton pack really a weapon? I mean, it yes, does it trap is. ghosts. It traps ghosts,
0: but it can cut through human flesh like it's butter. Yeah, but you don't <laughs> actually shoot it, it, it
1: just kind of like shoots out like electricity, that's not a That's what makes it even, effect even more dangerous. Exact <laughs> to <laughs> you, the, <laughs> <wheel> <laughs> <of> the <order. laughs> to the people in front of you.
0: Well, it doesn't oh, well, fire backwards. So,
1: so fucking what? Now, now even definitely the phaser. Proton packs are the exact same Proton as pack same throwers.
4: Proton packs is a on, phaser, the phaser 300 one. years earlier.
2: Yeah, retarded people stick their tongues in light sockets. That doesn't mean it's some great weapon. <laughs> <laughs> and the phaser magically
0: gets the win. <laughs> uh, That's right. <laughs> we are at our last fight. Thank God. Ellen, this one is yours. It is Batleth versus phaser.
2: Uh, it, although, although I'm a Star Trek fan, or... Uh, I am not really that much of a fan of Klingons, yeah. except for uh, the JG Hertzler guy or whatever his name is. The Gau Gow- not Gowron what? Martok, Martok. Yeah. Except for except for Martok, Th- that guy is a kick ass actor and a cool. Like Gowron. dude. Gowron's okay. I mean, he's okay, but he's not Martok. I mean, Martok's fucking Im- impressive. Um, Gowron's good, but Martok is just more of a just more of the character uh the bat left is an okay weapon it's kind of goofy it's kind of dumb when they spin it around it's kind of awkward but the classic phaser not the star trek uh next generation the hairdryer i what, what's the slang term for the next gen phaser the shaver they have some kind of fucking term for i can't remember what the term is Vibrator. yeah like the vi- Yeah, like that type of thing it's not, but the the original series one where the fucking thing pulls out the hand, you know, it's got the hand grip, but you could also pull out that pull the top of it off and have the little miniature phaser. I mean, I think that thing is totally cool. So phaser, uh, vote
1: for the phaser, Mike. Well, as I said, the phaser is my favorite uh, Star Trek weapon, but uh, I was actually expecting this to come down to uh, Darth Vader's lightsaber versus the phaser in all honesty because they are really the two big gun geek franchises and the two iconic big gun geek weapons um, and I decided if it came to that I would vote for the lightsaber just because it's not as clumsy or random as a phaser uh, it's a more elegant weapon for, mm-hmm. a, or a simple weapon for a more elegant time whatever I was going to do that Um, but I can't, so, um, I guess I will have to stick with Phaser. All that for Phaser. Fuck you, Mike. Actually, I was gonna go with, with, uh, Batleth, and then I talked myself out of it.
0: Uh, Again! I like he changed (laughs) his mind again. Again! How high are you for this
1: episode? (laughs) No, I was just pulling for Darth Vader's lightsaber the whole way.
0: Yeah, yeah, I noticed.
2: Goddamn dick. Uh, Yeah, but what if he got attacked by the Yangs? What? (laughs)
3: I oh, that was remember. such a good... that, uh, <laughs> you know, The Yangs from the original series? From that episode? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> I don't remember it at all.
3: How many battery American,
2: packs did they man. wear down?
3: Uh, but, uh, Greg, where is your vote going? Um. Well, I've been kind of pushing this entire episode for real weapons that I've been able to shoot or use. And uh, right now, the the, the freaking Bat list is about as close as I could get. And uh, on top of it, I was... We're pulling that the Proton Pack might have won, even though I voted against it, just because I think it would be such a badass thing to see a Klingon just sneak up behind and stab Bill Murray through the back. I mean, here's the logic. Klingons don't laugh often. and Bill Murray would try and make them laugh, and it would fail miserably. But uh, I can't actually shoot a, a phaser. It's not real. I I could sit there and click the button on the toy and that Klingon is still going to come for me. So that left it is.
0: Uh, vote for batleth i too will be voting for the batleth because i am klingon at heart at least that's what everybody would always say when they saw me at star trek the experience when i was in retail you go, are you klingon and i would go no i'm just black <laughs> 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 oh man <laughs> so i am voting for batleth it's all tied up and it
4: comes down to you chuck Ooh. okay um well, it all comes down, in my opinion, to the people who are wielding these weapons. Okay, battle are going to, be, uh, by and going to be wielded by Klingons, and FaZe are going to be wielded by people from the Federation. And uh, if you consider the 24th century era of the Federation, uh, these people are essentially kind of flying around uh, space in big Lexuses, you know. It's kind of like, uh, I remember watching a great interview with Iris Stephen Bear talking about Deep Space Nine, about how he wanted to make it a lot darker. You know, his criticism of Star Trek The Next Generation was that uh, he kind of imagined that that's what life would be like if you lived in like hard-earned kinetics. kind of like a bunch of people living in a Lexus flying around the universe talking about uh, liberal politics. However, the Klingons are the biggest badass motherfuckers on the planet. You know, they're punching each other. They're beating each other up. So what's going to happen is a Klingon with a batlet encounters a Federation guy with a phaser. The Klingon would be able to be able to move faster, and just hack down the Federation guy and kill him, and therefore the Batleth wins.
0: And the Batleth, a, a weapon that can actually be used today
4: in the real world. To rob a bank.
0: <laughs> it was a convenience <laughs> store. You could break it a bank. <laughs> yes, you could You could try and do it in a bank too. The Batleth takes the win, and it is the best weapon of all time this week until we get or until we change and have a panel without star trek fans on it jesus christ
4: <laughs> yeah. travesty we're assuming we actually recorded this episode
3: oh no i recorded <laughs> it
4: <laughs> this is yeah. a travesty i
3: told nobody responsible for use of a bad a bank robbery so. <laughs> 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 thank
0: that disclaimer uh, thanks for listening Check out Backlack D for new movie news and lots of contests for all your DVD needs. Check out DVDGeeks.tv. Needs Star Trek? Who doesn't? Obviously, most of the people listening to this podcast or on this podcast look no further than Subspace Communicate Communique and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. Special thanks goes to Karen for being our web presence. Check out what she's doing on the Geek Fight Tumblr. And you can also check out Chris Mitchell there. He's from England. And he writes things on our blog, and he is awesome. And so is England.
1: Yeah, that's I right. Yeah, to, I don't think he's going to be writing anything after this episode. I can't <laughs>
0: catch that one too. I, I like to take off my shit talking back and <laughs> the shit talking hour. <bathroom. laughs> I crap about England. No, 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 it's fine. It, that was you. You're Alan. I'm just trying to make sure it's separate. We, we still love you, Chris. <laughs> of course, Jared Formby for the pimped-out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, and HeyStarTrek.net. I'd also like to thank our guests for joining us. Does anybody have anything they like to plug? Uh,
3: Greg. Um, I'd like to plug America, or America, as some people say. Um, The United States Army, the United States Military Academy at West Point, which I technically can't plug, but I'm going to go to anyways. Uh, parents, if you want to uh, send your kids to a place where they love to be a sex-deprived and frustrated young adult where they can or become extreme alcoholics, send to the United States Military Academy at West Point. Um, And Earth Prime Comics uh, and your local craft brewers. Go support your local craft brewers, people.
4: Yeah. Alright, uh, Chuck! Uh, yeah, I'd like to plug England, but I don't want to plug America because I, you know, respect her. Uh, that that's it? That's it.
2: All right. And Helen. I would like to plug the Gamma Quadrant uh podcast, Gamma Quadrant, at net whatever their fucking thing is, for getting me in the mood to rewatch Star Trek D Space Nine, which happens to be my most favorite of the Star Trek series uh, franchises there. I'd like to throw a, sh- a huge shout out to all my friends that are going out to the Star Trek Convention in Las Vegas this year, 2011. Ooh, lucky bastard. Yeah, I know. I don't know if I'm going to make it out there this year. i got to see if I'm in the mood or not. Uh, for all you Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu people, Sequence Jiu-Jitsu at Norco, California, and all you Judo sons bitches. Nori Bunasawa at Bunasawa Kai in Costa Mesa, California. And uh, the first week, I think it's uh, August 6th. I think it's uh, August 6th in san diego california i will be fighting in the state games of america so if you if you have won the state games to your state for example i don't know the last time i have not won a gold medal in the california state games they take all the medalists and uh from every state you guys fight or they all fight and the winner is the state games yeah state games of america and also i fight the master's division to let everybody know what my division is 100 kilos (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, hopefully you've won that because it's Monday, uh, August eighth, <laughs> and that has already happened. So you kicked a lot of ass, but of course that went horribly wrong for Michael. Hopefully it does not go
1: horribly wrong for you, uh, Mike. Uh, well, uh, I I would also like to plug England and America uh, because England has that cute little accent and uh, America's <laughs> dirty, dirty little whore. Um and uh when I'm not plugging them, you can find me on these odd Complex podcast where we talk about comic books and also the Week and Geek video show on YouTube where every Wednesday uh we preview the new comics for that week. Uh both of them can be found at thezodcomplex.com. Uh you can check us out at geekfights.net where we have lists of show ideas, the brackets we mentioned earlier, uh past episodes and more. Not much more, but more. You know, a little bit more.
0: Don't forget to rate and review us on the iTunes network and on iTunes and the Zoom network and on Facebook. Don't forget to like us there.
1: And uh, if you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or at geekfights on Twitter. That's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks.
0: Our upcoming fights are blank. Any and all ideas are welcome. No, we're actually scheduled for quite a while. Let's see. Next week is Best Bad Movie. Michael's going to be that one. Oh, God. Uh, And (laughs) after that, it's going to be Best Buffy episode. That'll be fun. Didn't do that? Oh, that was Best Josh Whedon. We did Best Whedon something. And that was character. Yeah. Now it's Best Buffy episode. And all ideas are welcome. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. (laughs) Wait,
3: you're on the no-fly list? Yeah, it's like a temporary ban. (laughs) What'd you do? Oh, it it was something is I went on a field exercise and my backpack was covered in gunpowder residue and they like what their were assault packs just lots to kind of little buckets everywhere that stuff can kinda fall into. all mm-hmm. a magazine somehow fell in one of the, the things and like they're here Hello pan- Can you
0: hear me on the internet? Yes, you are very
2: <laughs> loud, Alan. <laughs> I am? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, hey, hold on. Actually, I have some preferences. I was just doing. Let me let me crank myself down.
1: Hmm. Yay! <laughs> um. I think I found the blooper. <laughs> uh, really?
2: <laughs> Can you hear me on the internet? <laughs>